You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kalia LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hi, this is Kalia with Pandora's Box. And today, the topic of our podcast is how our deepest pain leads to our greatest healing. Pain is something we all want to avoid. We don't like it. We don't like the way that it feels. It's human nature to avoid pain and seek pleasure. We've never really learned the tools of tolerating our pain, let alone embracing it as a pathway to our healing. We use our addictions to avoid the pain, and yet the pain festers beneath the surface of our awareness, still trying to get our attention, but continuously being shoved back down. Pain can feel really awful, especially traumatic pain that comes with feeling rejected or abandoned. This is very archaic pain that was incurred in childhood, in early childhood. But we aren't usually aware of the archaic nature of our pain. We believe it is attached to what is happening now. And so we try and control our present circumstances to keep the pain at bay. The deeper truth is the pain we are feeling in the present moment has been triggered by a present circumstance, but it's really triggering old core wounds and fears. There's an opportunity here to heal these core wounds by being willing to feel the pain and let that pain lead you to the body sensations associated with that pain and the physical and emotional expression of that pain. One of the main issues when pain is triggered is that we go into our heads and analyze what's happening, creating a story about what happened and letting that story continue to re-traumatize us. The more we tell ourselves that story, the more pain we feel. The story might be, he isn't talking to me because he doesn't think I'm worthy or lovable. When you tell yourself that story, you would feel the deep, gut-wrenching, archaic pain of feeling unlovable and unworthy, and it can feel intolerable. What we need to learn to do instead of going into the world of thought analysis is to drop into the body and realize that our pain is really stored in the cells of our body. This is what Eckhart Tolle calls the pain body. When you drop into the body, you stop the mental insanity and instead focus on the sensations. It's really important to understand that the mental interpretation of our pain adds to the intensity of the pain. 
when you can drop into the body and begin to focus on the physical sensations of that pain, you can begin to somatically release this pain. Dropping into the body is a process of acknowledging that you are in emotional pain. Ask yourself where in your body you're feeling that pain the most intensely. Focus your attention on the part of your body where you are feeling the pain. Be aware of the sensations in that area of your body. Is it tight, dark, heavy, thick? What textures and colors would you give it? Let yourself imagine what that pain looks like in your body and be willing to just be with that sensation without attempting to amputate it. If you're able to give that pain an identifying marker, do so. Is it sadness, grief, loneliness, abandonment, rejection, unworthiness? See what comes to you and allow yourself to identify the pain, giving it a name. Saying that name out loud, such as I feel sad or I feel rejected, and be aware of the sensations you feel in your body. Let yourself just feel the feelings without judging them or attaching them to a story. Get rid of the story that is attached to your pain. The story is not likely accurate anyway. If you are thinking the thought, he cheated on me because I'm not enough, you will allow the feeling of not being enough to grow even more. And you will attach that person's action to your pain, blaming yourself for something that doesn't belong to you. Your core wound of I'm not enough is triggered in this scenario, but it is a false belief. It isn't true that you're not enough. It's just a story you've been telling yourself on some level maybe even unconsciously, for ages. You might be so programmed with this belief that it shows up every time that you're hurt. I'm taking a course on the global dark night of the soul with Andrew Harvey, and he said something very interesting. He tells us that our suffering is love showing us what we need to heal in order to awaken. As we work with our own pain and suffering, we are in a sense clearing the pain and the suffering for the collective. We don't often think of our pain and suffering as having a real purpose. We see it as an intrusion into our lives, a major inconvenience, and we come to really resent feeling anything that does not feel good. As a society, we need to have a different relationship with our pain. We've learned to go running for our addictions whenever we are in pain. Our addictions for pharmaceutical drugs, street drugs, alcohol, marijuana, food, sex, and other addictions to medicate the pain we're feeling. We stay in toxic relationships to avoid the pain that would come with really facing the truth and leaving an impossible situation. There is a saying that goes like this. And the day came when the risk 
to remain tight in a bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. That's by a nice nin. It is in finding the courage to face our pain that we truly sprout and grow. The deeper we're willing to go into our pain, the greater our healing and awakening. When we choose to stay in our comfort zones and our avoidance mechanisms, we become stagnant, lost, and without a true sense of purpose in life. It isn't until we find the courage to embrace what nature has given us to facilitate our deepest growth that we truly expand. If you have physical pain, it's usually alerting you to a problem with the body. You never want to ignore your physical pain, right? The more you ignore it, the more it amplifies to get your attention. Your physical pain is asking for you to pay attention. It's alerting you to a deeper problem in the body. You can only really heal the deeper problem by admitting there is a problem and then finding a way to treat it. It's really no different with emotional pain. Our emotional pain is alerting us to a problem in our pain body. It's asking for our attention. It's asking for us to be present with it, to stand in the fire of the hurt and allow that fire to burn away everything that's no longer working in our life. It may be old patterns, behaviors, fears, and beliefs that keep us in a limited version of ourselves. Our emotional pain is asking us to grow and to expand. But we must first learn to tolerate the pain in our emotional body before we can allow that pain to transform us. In childbirth, the pain is always the greatest before the birth, just as it's always darkest before the dawn. It's sometimes in these periods of our greatest pain our deepest darkness that we may contemplate taking our own life. And we do this because the pain feels like too much to bear. We don't feel we can go another minute in such intensity. We've not learned to tolerate our pain or our pain has become intolerable. Our pain normally becomes intolerable because of the stories we attach to it. We assign it our own meaning rather than allow it to be the force that is at work to move us beyond our current circumstances. Losing someone we love can be one of the most painful circumstances in life. If we have strong feelings of abandonment, that loss can be intensified. If that person we love shows us inhumane behavior, and completely disregards us, it can be even more painful. It may seem like a cruel, unnecessary circumstance, and we may try and bargain for a different outcome in an attempt to manage that pain. But what if life doesn't see for us a different outcome? 
What if that relationship was incredibly toxic and it was in our highest and best interest to get out of it? Do we curse the forces that bring about the circumstances where we can no longer avoid leaving the relationship? We may choose to stay in denial, ignore the issues, sweep them under the rug, pretend it isn't really happening, all the while becoming a shell of our former selves. Or maybe we never really had much of a self to begin with. What if, in our desire to be a greater version of ourselves, more empowered, and on purpose in our lives, nature created the circumstances that would force us to go the next step or the next level. What if your partner in the toxic relationship leaves? Even if it's in a horrible way, even if you're left for another person or left under really painful, traumatic circumstances. So you might get stuck in the details of that person's leaving rather than to see it as the blessing that it is. You may see the blessing from a conscious level, but be dealing with a flood of painful emotions rising up from the subconscious. In a circumstance like this, our pain is showing us all the reasons we chose to remain stuck in an impossible relationship. It's showing us our fear of abandonment, our fear of being alone, our core wounds of feeling like we're not enough or not worthy of love. It's all coming up. All these intense feelings and fears are rising to the surface of our awareness so that we can face them. If we don't face them, we will simply recreate the circumstances that will bring them back to the surface. Our refusal to face our pain will have us running for the most convenient addiction in attempt to medicate the pain. Now, everybody's addiction is different. When we go through that dark night of the soul, we usually don't have a choice but to face our pain because those addictions don't work for us anymore. We're so busy falling apart, we can no longer find a way to patch up the current version of ourselves and keep going. Like entering the metamorphosis process, the caterpillar is melting away into a thick black goo. And the melting away stage can feel like dying because it is a death. The old way of being in the world needs to die in order for the new to be born. The caterpillar doesn't know what's going on within to become the butterfly. It doesn't know it's, it's heading towards being a butterfly. It's only aware of its dissolving. It's aware of its departure from the old way of being. And this isn't that I understand the actual thinking going on inside the mind of a caterpillar, but I'm really referring to our own metamorphosis process. We may not be aware of where life wants to take us. 
We may not be aware that life has a plan for us that's much better than our current state of being. We're only aware of the dismantling or dissolving of the life we've been living, which is really the life that has outgrown its form. It's natural, for example, that if you grow up in a family with parents who didn't really support you and found fault with you, that you would migrate towards relationships where you feel unsupported and criticized. But do you think this is your destiny? Is it your destiny to go from one bad relationship to the next? I don't believe that it is. I think it's your destiny to become your greatest self. It's your destiny to become the butterfly. The only reason people don't fulfill their destiny is that they remain stuck in what is familiar to them. And they are terrified to step out of the box that they've been living their life in. When you can learn to face your pain and tolerate the feelings no matter how uncomfortable they are, you can stop repeating history. If you cry for a few weeks after a breakup and believe that you faced your pain, you may simply have danced around it without really entering it. It's important to remember that you need to stay with it. Stay with the I am feeling, whatever it is that you're feeling. Staying with the pain and learning to tolerate it doesn't mean collapsing yourself into your pain. Doesn't mean dwelling on it or getting lost in it. So let me explain the difference. When you collapse yourself into your pain or dwell on it, It is usually the stories, the drama that you're getting lost in. In a case like this, you're in your head, not your body. You're not in your feeling self. You are lost in the stories of what is happening to you. You may be feeling sorry for yourself, stuck in self-pity. You may be retelling your victim's story of what was done to you and how you got the raw deal. And as a result, you may be re-triggering yourself, keeping the story alive, which keeps the pain circulating rather than being released. The recirculating of our pain keeps us stuck in it. However, when we truly allow ourselves to drop into our body and feel the sensations of the pain and stay with the sensations without going back into our head and the accompanying stories, We can release it. I have an exercise I do with clients to train them how to stay present with their pain. I ask them to tell me what they are feeling, where they're feeling it in their body, and then connect with the intensity of the feeling. So they're doing this with a supportive person, helping to guide them through the process. If they identify they're feeling sad, I ask them to say out loud, I feel sad, 10 times, slowly, with feeling. So not rotely, I feel sad, I feel sad, I feel sad. Not like that. I feel sad. I feel sad. 
Usually by the time they get to 10, the intensity of the feeling goes from a 10 all the way down to a 2 or a 3 or a 4. The reason the intensity goes down is that they have allowed themselves to identify the feeling, enter it, and be present with it. That is all it takes sometimes for the intensity of the pain to lessen. What people learn when they do this exercise is that they can tolerate their pain. They can sit with it, breathe with it, name it, feel it, and release it. There might be many layers coming up, but if they can commit to staying connected to themselves and what they are feeling without the stories and the drama taking over, they can begin to actually heal the pain or greatly reduce the intensity of it. Chronic pain on an emotional level is our core wounds. So here's a common scenario that happens with chronic emotional pain. We are triggered by a person or a circumstance. We feel the pain that is triggered intensely. We evacuate our feeling body and go directly into mental rumination. In our mental rumination, we tell ourselves things like, I will never find love. I'm a bad person. I'm not worthy. Nobody really cares about me. People always let me down. Or some version of I'm unlovable and worthless. We ruminate on what that person said or did, and maybe we get angry at them for hurting us and develop a revenge fantasy on how we will get even. As a result, we abandon ourselves even further. We eventually distract ourselves with something else or someone else until we're triggered again and the process repeats itself. We may even go to therapy and talk about our pain and what that person did to us. We may talk about our childhood and how we were treated there. We may discover that we were a victim of abuse, and this is why we're struggling now. But when our pain is triggered again, we resort back to our old coping mechanisms, which keep us stuck in a state of chronic emotional pain. When we change our relationship with our emotional pain, we can begin to lessen its intensity and our triggers become less. Or we begin to stay away from people who trigger us through finding fault with us, treating us cruelly, or are not consistent in their behavior towards us, such as narcissists. Narcissists are born to trigger people. That's what they do. They're masters at finding our soft spots and poking them nonstop until we explode in protest. And then they focus on our explosive nature, which we may never have had until we got involved with that narcissist. So this work is not about trying to remain untriggered in a relationship with a narcissist or someone who is constantly triggering you. As you face your deepest pain and wounding and you offer the part of you that is hurting love and compassion, 
you will begin to develop more trust in yourself. You will develop greater self-love and self-care. As a result, you won't want to put yourself in situations where the other person is abusive and uncaring towards you. You learn to love yourself enough to monitor your environments and do your best to put yourself in healthy, supportive environments and avoid the unhealthy ones. Being with your pain is a very self-loving, intimate process. You're holding space for that inner child to have her feelings or his feelings and be supported through them. You're not telling that little child within you shouldn't feel that way. No. You are in a sense telling the child it's okay that you're hurting right now. I'm here with you in your hurt. I'm holding you while you're in pain. I am loving you in your pain. Your pain is allowed. It's natural. It's normal. There's nothing wrong with you for feeling this. I'm going to hold you and just let you feel your feelings. I want to ask you one of those hard questions. When you were a little child, say around five years old, did you feel safe going to one of your parents and sharing with them your hurts? Not your skin, knee, scrapes, or bruises on the physical level, but the inner hurts. Did you have an emotionally available parent who would hold you while you expressed your pain? Most of you probably didn't have this. Maybe a few of you had nurturing, supportive, emotionally available parents, but the majority of you probably didn't. So it's your job now to become that parent for your inner child. You need to be the one to hold the child while it's in pain. You need to be the one to tell the child that it's okay to feel the way he or she does. You need to be the one to soothe the child in his or her pain. Self-soothing is a learned art for those who come from families where emotions were not freely felt and expressed or where there was no real emotional nurturing or soothing from a parent. We have to learn to self-soothe and be a parent to our wounded child. As you give yourself permission to let your core pain emerge from the shadows of your unconscious and truly feel it, you can truly heal it. And when you heal your core pain, you will find yourself making much different choices, much more empowered choices, much more loving choices. And you will live a life so much more empowered and true to who you've come here to be. I want to thank you for listening today. And for more information on my work, please visit my websites, NarcissismFree.com and PathBackToSelf.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you in the next podcast.